Oh, snap. What's up, guys? Hello, it's Kate. This is Dave Fails. I'm at All Things Comedy. Oh, there's a little delay between my voice and the monitor. I love that I'm watching myself, by the way, on the monitor. Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're on the monitor? I don't think you're supposed to watch yourself. I think you're supposed to look at the camera or your guest. And if you watch yourself, you're some kind of narcissist. I'm watching myself. You are? That's what's going to happen, yeah. Well, this is the thing, is that people leave comments like, you have armpit fat. Why don't you lose weight? Why don't you wear makeup? You're David Spade. Like, I get so many comments that are mean that now I'm, like, watching myself to try to be... Proper. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally watching. You know, like I started Orange Theory Fitness. Yeah, I want to hear about this. I don't know what this is. It's just some bougie studio class thing. Orange Theory is the mm-hmm. name of the class. Yeah, it's expensive. Oh, I thought it was gonna it be. Work, you know. I thought it was gonna be like you eat oranges only, like one of those diets where you only eat like grapefruit. I, I would. I, the people there would would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's super hard. Really, when you came in here, so he goes. By the way, let me introduce you first of okay, all. Okay, okay. I'll forget. We'll go through the whole thing. I won't. <laughs> um, my guest is a comedian, very funny actor, host. Uh, are you still doing your show, My Life on the? Was no, it no, the, that was a couple years ago. Oh, that was so funny. He had a show like My Life on the F List, or what was it? You were on an episode that never got edited. Okay, there, that that shit went down. But I can't. I, I probably shouldn't talk about it on here. But yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's shit that went down. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, he's, whatever. He's very funny, and uh, you guys have to check him out. My buddy Aiden Park. Hello. Oh, to the camera, to not the camera. to me. Yeah, don't look at yourself. Okay. Um, but what I was going to say is you came in here and he was like, I didn't know I was going to be on camera. I should do push-ups. And you started doing... I started doing push-ups. Yeah, which, by the way, reminded me of... I've never told this story, but you. I was waiting to tell it to you till we were on. Okay. When I first, first moved to LA, this was like 2006... I was doing extra work, right? Yeah. Have you done that? Everybody does extra work. Yeah. I've done extra work. That's what you do. People, by the way, like think being an extra on a movie is so exciting if you've never done it. Like people are like, oh my God, you got to be an extra in like Fight Club or whatever. Then you go be an extra and you realize they treat you like a herd of cattle. Were you non-union? Well, I've done both. Okay. But you were, at first you were non-union, right? At first I was non-union. Awful. It's it's so weird, right? It's weird being a non-union extra because you guys don't understand. If you're in the union they have separate food for you like there's two snack tables it's called craft services okay non-union snacks are like bar like bar nuts pretzels rotten apples it's like the leftovers Mm -hmm. from the union table when it starts to go bad like the sour milk like they send it over there and then if you're union it's like a gourmet spread (laughs) it's like sushi oh even the lines at lunch they're like you walk in they go are you union or non-union and if you're non-union they're like over there, and you go get in this separate line. It's like and a you prison get a box. Yeah, like literally, like a prison box of like hot dogs. Yeah, it's like yeah. hospital food. Hospital food. Yeah. So when I first started doing extra work, though, the way you get it, and it's very easy. If anyone in LA, it pays shit. It pays minimum wage when <laughs> you're non. It's twelve bucks an hour now, though minimum wage, I think. Yeah, and you usually do work a really long day, so you always, you usually, you make like a hundred bucks, even if you're non-union, you right. make at least a hundred bucks. Right. Which, you know, if you're if you have no other income, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and it's free food. Like I used to steal. Oh, I used to steal. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's oh, why you so do many it. fruit snacks. So many fruit snacks. Oh my god, I would take because when you're non-union, they also don't provide your wardrobe. So, <laughs> that's so, right. That's yeah. right. So they go bring three or four options. So I would take like a little suitcase, and I would only bring one option, and then I would fill my suitcase with like diet cokes and waters <laughs> and like snacks. Like I would steal food. I would flirt with the SAG union extras and be like, "Can you steal me?" 
some, <laughs> some of that steak. You would. You would. <laughs> but what I was going to say is the way you get the work is you go to this office. It's called Central Casting. And you basically just get like a mugshot taken and then you fill out a form and then they you call in every day and you go, Did I'm you, available. You didn't join the call-in service? I, I just joined the call-in service, like extras management or whatever. Well, eventually there's other things you can do. Like if you really want to be a full-time extra, yeah, yeah, you can have like a service that calls in for you. So you would have to call in every morning and listen to the jobs that are open for that day. Like they would go, today we need extras on blah, blah, the office, this show, that show. And then you would it'd be like, press nine if you fit the description for the office or whatever. I forget how the fuck it worked. <laughs> the point is, when I went to Central Casting, the first time, I'm waiting in line to have my photo taken. And there's a guy in front of me, I'll never forget. And he had brought resistance bands. No. And he was standing in line. And he was doing bicep curls with his resistance bands. And I said, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I want to be jacked when they take my phone. Of course you do. What? What? It of does, course you do. It doesn't even matter. Yes, it does. Look, listen. <laughs> look, listen. I work out. I work out, right? I work out. But like, if you're, okay, like when you, when you exhaust your muscles, you look plump. Like your muscles look plump. But it's to be an extra. You're like one in a sea of 500 people. Well, like, to be an extra, I don't know. But for Kate Quigley's <laughs> podcast, I better be jacked. You know what I mean? I, mean, I look a little skinny, but like, look at that. Ah! I mean, ah! okay. Well, you- ah! <laughs> I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm looking at me. Oh, okay. Oh, well, oh. Maybe for my podcast, I get it. <laughs> But you have to understand, at, at Central Casting, the photo they take of you is like a driver's yeah. license photo. It's literally like tits up. But see, didn't you have dreams when you first moved to Los Angeles? Okay, when you first, were you a never delusional? Okay, like because uh, there's pe- delusional people. I was first, delusional. Right. So when we first moved to LA, yes. they're like, oh my God, maybe someone will see me and they'll upgrade me to a SAG speaking role. That kind of shit. That did happen to people I knew. And I got upgraded. I got upgraded on a commercial well, shoot. Well, there you go. And yeah. that you made like 10 grand, right? I made a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. So but dreams do come true. Okay, but it, but like what I'm saying is in this cattle call line at Central Casting where everyone's having a photo taken, it was just funny that this guy was doing bicep curls. That's all I'm saying. But you're right. I guess dreams. You know, delusions are, you know. I did get upgraded on an Axe commercial. I was so lucky. Did you get, you made a lot of money, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be a, an so extra, jealous. which already paid well on that commercial because it, it was like, if you have to look good, they pay you a little <laughs> more. That's, <laughs> true. That's true. You know, it's like if you're in a bikini or something, they're like, we'll pay you more because you're in a bikini. Yeah. But there was a stunt and the girl that was supposed to do the stunt couldn't because she like twisted her ankle or something. Uh-huh. So they were like, does anyone know how to rock climb or climb this cliff? And I was like, fuck yeah, I got this. And they were like, how experienced are you? And I was like, I climbed Mount Fuji or some, I made up some bullshit. You're you know, so I, ca- funny. I counted, you I would. climbed Mount Temecula in the canyon of uh, Idaho or like just some dumb yeah. bullshit. Yeah. They were like, great. So, all right. All right. So they upgraded me to a SAG stunt performer for the awesome. commercial. So I got a lot more money. So see guys lying, lying in Hollywood is how you win. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you do it. <laughs> just you just, you just got to lie. I think, I, I think there's some truth to that. Well, I try not to lie, lie, lie. But when it comes to it's an audition, to, yeah, yeah, like they say to always say you know how to they do say, it. Like my, I mean, literally, like they send you out for like, okay, must have like, fo- like 
photo assisting experience for the role of the photo assistant for That's like, a, you know, shoot. I'm like, who has photo assistant? Have you ever been a photo assistant? Yeah, sure, sure. I've yeah. got folders, You're like, you know? My, my friend handed me his camera one time when he was going to pee and I held on to it. It's I true. him 100%. You don't need to know that. They don't need to know you didn't get paid for it. Also though, like sometimes they send you out for shit and it's not your fault. Like yeah. I had a commercial agent for a while. I quit going out on commercial auditions because I, oh, you set me up with that agent. That's right. And you signed with her. I signed with her yeah. and then I seriously stopped going. And do you want to know why? Why? Because this is what she would do. She was like, um, so Kate, what sports are you good at? And I was like, well, <laughs> growing up, I played basketball, soccer, I was on swim team. I played I played tons of sports. I can throw a football, I can surf a little, I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. So she would send me on auditions though, where they would ask for like I went on a soccer audition. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm um you have this audition, you need to bring your soccer ball, cleats, and shin guards. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I said I played soccer. I don't play. I don't have, you think I have that shit? And she was like, oh, well, you know, I told them you could play. I get there. Everyone there is clearly like either a college soccer player or like a professional soccer, like everyone. And then I come in the room, they're like, where are your cleats? I was like, oh, yeah, I I forgot them at practice. (laughs) That's so funny. And they were like, okay, we're going to need to see you dribble around these cones and juggle this ball. And I was like, yeah, sure. I did it. It was bad. I love her. She does do that sometimes. Yeah. She does. She made me roller roller blade, roller skate, and I don't, I don't, I've never been on wheel. I don't even know how to ride a bike. Did she know you can't? Yes. So But what? she was like, you can do this, Aiden. You can practice. She, she literally coached me. I, I called her back and I was like, most, for the most part, she's so good to me that I don't She care. doesn't, who cares? No one knows who she is. We're not saying her name. Yes. But like, I mean, she, no, she really is good to me. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. like my yeah. sister. Aww. But sometimes uh, she'll call me and she'll be like, okay. You can roller skate. And I'm like, I can't roller skate. <laughs> and she's like, but you can. Do you have friends? Just practice for the day. You'll be fine. Where the fuck you are you even this. supposed to get roller skates? Did you go buy roller skates for this audition? I just I just went. You didn't take skates? I didn't take skates. Was it at least at a roller rink? No, it was at, it was at the <laughs> studio. And they asked me, like, can you roller skate? I was like, yeah. On the scale of 1 to 10, how good would you say you are? I was like, 8. This is, wait, this is my favorite though, is sometimes I will lie. Like sometimes I do know how to do it. Like for instance, I can surf enough to stand up and ride a wave in. So if all they want is a basic, like someone who looks right, like running out with a board, Uh trying to get up, like maybe get up once or twice, but then they'll go, so you'll say yes. And then they'll go, great. Can you send us photos and videos of you surfing? Let me tell you how many times the last minute I've had to, to stage some bullshit, like me out at the basketball court, like playing basketball really? against all these yeah because they want video of you playing that's ridiculous but it's supposed to look like it's from a long time ago but here's the thing when you book the okay so i've booked jobs where like they said you need to do but then like once you get on set it's like you just standing there oh yeah or they're like this is my favorite even when i was doing the extra work mm-hmm. like they would go we need extras to play bartenders and then you call in and go i can do that and they would go have you ever been a bartender do you know how to make drinks and i'm like do i really to be an extra a bartender who doesn't even have a line i really need to know how to make a fucking long island iced tea <laughs> or like an old fashioned like does it really matter so i would just always say, say yes. yes have you ever said yes though and then you got into a situation where you got booked and then you had to figure out how you know what? I've never had that happen. Really? Mm-mm. That happened to me one time. Really? What happened? Well, when I was in college, 
I had to take a circus performance class. So random. Oh. Yeah, because I was a theater major. So, of course, one of, course. Of the, one of the arts was circus arts, which I actually learned to juggle and uh, stilt walk. So you know how to stilt walk? Well, that's a thing. I did in college. <laughs> so, so they needed stilt walkers. So I said I could. Uh-huh. And then they hired me. And I actually even had like photos of me on stilts from college. So I was like, oh, yeah, here I am stilt walking. Then I get there to work that day. It was in Venice. And they were like, where are your stilts? <laughs> and I was like, oh, those weren't my stilts. I thought you guys would be providing the stilts. And they were like, well, we have some. Oh, no. Oh, Kate. The ones they had were not the kind. The kind that I used, like, um, definitely were, like, safety stilts or something. <laughs> like, they weren't just real. Like, they were, had, like, little clown feet, whatever. But she was, like, <laughs> it was, like, real stilts. So what'd you do? I was like, you know, I have a migraine. I don't think this is probably. These oh my stilts God. don't really fit. I said, these stilts don't really fit. I was like, how far do I have to walk in stilts? And they were like, we need you to walk at least five or six feet in oh the God. stilts, like oh through God. the shot. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I really should have brought my own stilts. You should probably get someone else. And I left. Was I was this, young. Was, I was this extra? I was an extra. Oh, well, then whatever. I was a stilt walking yeah. extra, though. It was good money. It was yeah. like, back then, it was like two fifty a day. <laughs> but I'm like, two, $250 to risk ruining my face <laughs> and breaking a bone? I don't think that's... Yeah, no. 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 Good call. Good call on the migraine. I'm glad that we talked about um, all this Hollywood show business yeah. shit on No, it's, on I'm sure it's fascinating, too. I don't know. Is it fascinating? I don't know. I think it's interesting because, I mean... I remember thinking it was really glamorous being an extra when I first moved here and how lucky I felt to be able to do it for the first few times. Yeah, and then, and then afterwards. you get over it. And, but there are people that are professional full-time extras that are like passionate. Oh my God, passionate. Right? Passionate. Like you'll meet these people that they're like, oh, did you work on Charlie Wilson's War? I was like, especially when they're union, they feel like they're so special when they're union extras. And you're like... That just means you've been doing this forever, long enough to where you finally got like the way you've become union is like the the people at home. They the most exciting thing about doing the extra work was okay. This was in oh eight oh nine. Okay, and I remember like Flavor of Love was real hot at the time, and I did uh, and I was obsessed with that show. Of course, I would be. Of course, and um. It's like a dating show with Flavor Flav. I don't know if anybody knows it now. But yeah. um, when I did extra work, the contestants from Flavor of Love would be there with me. And I freaked. I was like, oh, my God. They were doing extra you're work? You're hottie. <laughs> and you're, you, they were doing extra work. I was like, you're hottie from Flavor of Love. Shut up. Yeah, I'm serious. I would. I just died. You I, would? I met Red Oyster. I met hottie. <laughs> These people are. Yeah, I met Rain. All the- it's not their real names. It's like their contestant. I mean, I was obsessed. So like, Oh, I really? Red Oyster? Oyster isn't someone's God-given birth name. <laughs> she was the Asian contestant. Oh my God, I was so obsessed. I loved it. Have you ever been on a dating show? No. Okay, so just for the people at home, Aiden is gay. In case, <laughs> in case, <laughs> just, 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 just in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. In case you couldn't pick up on that. Yeah. And we met actually through comedy. I'm trying to remember how I how I met you at initially. Karma Lounge, and I and I inadvertently insulted you, and I still feel bad about it. I don't even remember. Oh my I, god, Kate! I, I didn't. I doubt. I was it. just like kind of like. Okay, so I was hanging out with you, with everybody. Okay. And you were like so you were tell you were talking about like, oh like my boobs are fake, you know, my huge breasts or something like that. I never said my huge breasts. You never said something I, but my bit about the lazy boob, the drifter boob or whatever. Something about like big boobs, so, so, something something about you didn't say my huge breasts. You didn't say it like that. It was more like no. conversation. <laughs> it was more like 
Oh yeah, a girl with big boobs. Or something like an offhanded comment uh-huh. or something. Okay. And I said, because I don't notice boobs at all on yeah. girls. I just don't notice anything on You're girls. Gay. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very gay. <laughs> I'm like so gay. I don't notice women at all. So I was talking to her and she was like, oh, yeah, my big boobs. And I was like, oh, are those big? And then afterwards... But you you didn't react. And then I thought about it. I was like, that's really insulting. I, and then so I was like, oh, my God, Kate, I'm so sorry. And you were like, oh, I don't give a shit. And then we became friends. Yeah, because it's weird because I don't know. I don't remember this story and I don't remember what I said. But I, I do remember always <laughs> saying that even though my boobs are fake, they're they're not big. They're like smaller than you would think they I, they would be big. But who, it wasn't on stage. Knows? It was like just a, a conversation. Yeah, who knows what I said? But what's funny is no. I I do remember something about you being like, I'm so sorry I said that, and forever me being like, I don't give a fuck. I do. Yeah, remember yeah, that's that. right. That's exactly that was yeah, your response. Yeah, and You're then like, we became friends. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I needed because when I was in Chicago, I had like my gay boyfriends, and then I moved to L.A. and I had none, and I really was like, now oh, you yay. have some, right? I'm, um, gay boyfriends? Yeah. Uh, not a lot besides really? you. Not no. as many. I mean, a few, but but you're like the only one that I really like talk. Like, I tell you shit that's like incriminating that I can't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay. That's a good start. So we'll get some information out of Kate today. Yeah, but like Aiden has been one of those people that w- I feel like whenever we do gigs together, comedy gigs, mm-hmm. we always end up doing gigs that are far away and we have to be in the car mm-hmm. and we end up like spilling each other's life stories. Right. Which is... Which is so great uh, because he's given me so much good dating advice, and he's like that yeah, I give bad advice. bitch gay guy. I give. Am I a bad bitch? Yeah, you're that guy that's like, oh no, girl, fuck that. You ain't doing like you are. You it's totally true. are. Yeah, I which, do give advice, which I need. I get a bunch of teenagers sending me Instagram messages all the time. Like, what do I do? Really? What do I do? I'm not out to my parents. What do I do? I'm dating this girl, but this girl doesn't like me. What do I do? I get like lip messages. Okay. I have so many questions. All right. Let's just start right there. Okay. So that's really cool actually because you can be like – you can help. You have a voice and you're very funny on stage and you can like help these young kids though that don't know how to come out or aren't sure what to do. Yeah. But I want to know your story. So first of all, you say you don't notice women, which is hilarious because uh-huh. – a lot of gay guys do like women, like like boobs and like makeup and like 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 are into beautiful women, not in a sexual way, but you know what I mean? Like they just Yeah. But you have never been Glamour. struck me that way at all. So were you always not into women? Were you ever with a woman? No. Never I've never seen a vagina. Shut up. In real life or I've in never a photo? Seen, uh, you know, sometimes this is my thing. When I watch porn, sometimes like Stuff will pop up on the side scroll with vaginas, <laughs> but there's usually a dick in it or a girl has something in it. And I'm like, oh. That's weird that they advertise straight porn on the gay site. They advertise gay porn when you watch straight porn sometimes, don't they? I don't know. I never noticed Do you the watch pop porn? Up. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen two guys fucking on there, no. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. Lesbian well. porn, like girls hooking up, but okay. I mean, that that could also be considered straight porn. I guess it's a market thing. I don't know why that, that happens, but it happens to me. Okay, so, so so that's the only time you've seen vagina? I've never seen a vagina. That's insane. It's not insane. Not for me. I guess it's normal. <laughs> so, okay, wait, where did you grow up? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I you... moved here when I was nine from Korea. Oh. And they lived in San Francisco. With your parents? No, because my dad... Okay, so my... Crazy story. Tell my me. dad had a whole other family. You know this, don't you? I don't know. My dad had a whole other family and married my mom and said he worked out of the country 
when he worked out of the country, he went with that uh, other family and lived with them. Wait, so your mom was American? No, my mom's uh, Korean. So your mom was in Korea. Yeah, this was happen all happened in Korea. So your dad met your mom, and your dad is Korean also. Yes. So your your dad is from this all happened in Korea. So right. your dad had two families in Korea. Is Correct. what you're saying? Correct. Holy shit! This was before social. Social media. Oh yeah, yeah. you could yeah. not get away with it. You could, but it's much harder. Yeah, you could. Now, couldn't. although people do, I do know guys that have two separate live situations. You do personally. That's... I, I know one for mm. sure, which is gross. But mm. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing. But I just I know yeah, someone yeah, yeah. like that. But okay, so in Korea, your dad was keeping two separate homes, correct? And neither woman knew, correct? Did they ever find out? Yes. Oh my God, tell the story. This is well, great. Well, when they found out, my mom. Took me and went somewhere. How'd they find out? how they found out? Oh, this is Before social juicy. media. Okay. Wait, hold so. on. Hold on. One thing. Wait. So you have brothers and sisters <clears throat> in your family, your mom. <clears throat> Do you, does your dad and mom, did your dad and mom have more than one child is what I'm asking in your family? Like, do you have siblings? No, no, no. No Not siblings. my mom. Yeah. Okay. But he had kids with the other family. So what, so he told my mom that he was I guess the other family knew because he told my mom that he was bringing in like a, a college student who was like going to live in our spare room because he uh, was going to like pay rent. Like we need help with rent. So the nerve of this guy. He brought he... that. other. He brought his son. Shut the fuck into, up. Yes, yes, he did. Didn't his son call him dad? I don't know. I was like five. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait a second. So what did he tell your mom whenever he was at the other family's house? Where he was he's... out of the country. Out working. of the country working. Yes. And then he would tell that other lady the same thing? I don't know. Your dad had a side hook. I wonder if there was a third family. Uh, he could have had a third family. Holy shit. Yeah. So then he brought this kid in. Why? What happened to the other woman? I don't know. You don't know anything? I don't know anything. We don't talk about it. Oh, so your mom left him yeah. when she found out? So my mom left him when she found out. And she found and then, out because he brought the son, or how did she figure it out? I don't know. Maybe she knew. We just didn't talk about it. But I know that he brought his son to live in the same house, paying rent, paying rent, uh, in our apartment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did he have his own bedroom? How many? Rooms? He had his own bedroom. Holy it shit! It was a three-bedroom house. How old? So he was college age, and you were he like was college five? age. I was like five. Wow. So you don't remember how your mom found out. You just remember they split up. That's correct. And then you and your mom moved to the U.S. alone together? Right. When I was nine, we moved here. And then my mom found a boyfriend in Boston and went with him. So I was raised by my grandmother, who was working as a kitchen helper for five seventy-five an hour. And we were in like... The ghetto. This was before San Francisco was anything. Wait, so your grandma already lived here? She moved My here My grandma with was you. already living here. She was already in the States. Yeah. That's interesting that your grandma moved to the U.S. and your mom was still in Korea. Yeah. When did your grandma move? To, this is just fascinating to me. 90. She moved here in 89, 92 because my mom's sister moved here in the 80s. Okay. And they sponsored the grandma. Right? Yeah. And so I lived with her. Um, wow. And, and then she got government housing. And so then I lived with her in government housing. In the hood. In the hood. Oh. This was, I lived in the Fillmore <laughs> before it became the Fillmore. It was the Mo. They called it the Mo. No. Yeah, the Mo. And I, ha I was friends with all the homeless people. You know, they were like, hey, baby, how you doing? Here's 50 cents. Oh, thank you, baby. How you doing? No way. Yeah, I love them. Was Michelle. There, 
and Terrell. Aww. They're you, great. I still see them. Did your and grandma? And there's a blind guy. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's usually one. I mean, but he's, I don't know if he's technically blind. I think he's a little cross-eyed. Anyway, you'll see him. If you go to Fillmore and like post and you walk around, there's a Burger King there and the, and the Kabuki Theater. If you walk around enough, you will see a guy who's bald, a little cross-eyed and about 5'8". <laughs> he's black. And he'll be like, you got money? Like, I think, he's, I think it's an act, though, because I caught him. You think the cross-eyed is fake? Yes, because I think, yes, yes. <laughs> That'd be so hard to one keep time, up. One time I didn't have money. One time I didn't have money. And he was so nice. One time I didn't have money. And this was like five years in of knowing him. One time I didn't have money. And then I, I walked away and I, had to get, I forgot something. And I turned around to go. And he was like, stupid motherfucker. And I was like, oh, he's putting on an act. What? <laughs> well, him calling you stupid motherfucker? He was like normal. He was like, oh, you motherfucker. Oh, and before <laughs> that, he, what was he like before that? Speaking He's so sweet. He was like, oh, can I get money? Uh, oh my God. Are we going to get wait, like so, you, social justice? Are you saying movement? that he was blind and slow? Because when you just That's did that voice, what he was, he was oh, putting okay. on, I, I think. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I turn around and he knows all this vocabulary, a stupid motherfucker. I'm like, what? Maybe he had Tourette's. <laughs> or like, maybe it was... Whatever. I know what you mean, though. But give him money. Because at the time, I was mad at him, so I didn't give him money. <laughs> but now that I think about it, like, if you have to put on an act like that... And I've known him since 94, so... You know... <laughs> that's like 20-something years. And he's still there. Wow, And yeah. Black Don't Crack, he looks exactly the same. He looks fantastic. He looks, he looks younger fantastic than us. for all. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is when I was in Salt Lake City with Joey Diaz a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. we were standing outside. I think we were smoking a joint outside the comedy club. And this dude walked by, and he was homeless, but he was kind of cute homeless. He wasn't like, I mean, he was like my age, and he looked like kind of like a surfer. He looked like a guy that probably just like was into living in his van right, type. Right. And oh, then, the nomads, they're so hot. Right, and mm -hmm. then he ended up maybe living on a street. I don't know. Right. But the point is, he was walking by. I, it was so embarrassing, actually, because, of course, he's walking by, and he stopped and hit, hit on me. He was like, hey, you're beautiful. Maybe we can hang sometime, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm, I think I'm okay. you know. And then, of course, Joey's like, yeah, Kate, give, give this guy your number. Show this guy a good night. Turn him into a fucking savage. Da -da -da. Uh -huh. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. And the guy walked away, and Joey was like, see what you attract? And I was like, yeah, tell me about it. But then what was weird is when the guy came up, he was completely normal. Mm -hmm. He was only maybe 10 feet down the sidewalk, and he started – talking to invisible people he was clearly oh. uh schizophrenic yeah and then he started yelling at invisible people and then but it was so bizarre because when he came by he seemed like so normal so you're normal. beautiful maybe we could hang sometime and as he was walking away and joey was like see what you attract i was thinking in my head he's not that bad maybe i should have just like he might be interesting and then he started talking to invisible people and i was like oh of Isn't course that a problem well, it was when you're dating, isn't that a problem? They seem so nice and normal, and then they're crazy. That's and a, I'm, I'm new in the okay, so I, I like a dick a life. lot. Aiden likes dick a yeah, lot. Yeah, so I can't not fuck people. So, I mean, about two months after Michael. We oh have God. to talk about this. Oh okay, God, God, so, God, okay. so, okay, we're going to get into this right now. <laughs> so, oh, I feel weird even talking about this. Okay, this no, is, you can do it. You okay. can do it. All right, guys, so I've known Aiden for, I don't want to, I'm afraid, I'm afraid that I'm going to get emotional. I don't want you to, I don't want to, all right. You listen. can get emotional. But, okay, we both can get emotional. It's yeah. real. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's real. Okay, so I've known Aiden for years, and 
when I met him, he had this boyfriend. Wonderful. Husband? Boyfriend? Were you guys married? Boyfriend. Okay. Well, you might as well yeah. be married. They lived together. And we lived together. They lived together. I loved him. His name is Michael. And um, and every time we would all go out, I was like, God, he's so perfect. He just, he adored you so much. I like, loved guys, him. Yeah. He I loved know. me. We loved each other so intensely. Yes. And um, I actually talked about you on here one time. Not Michael, but just I didn't say who you were, but I said, oh, I, I think I was talking about anal and um, not eating. And I basically said, oh, I have these gay friends who like whenever we hang out, Aiden will be like, um, oh, we're not we're not eating tomorrow because Sunday is our anal day. Like, ah, we, yeah. like, like a- Aiden would say like once a month or once every so often we just get a room and we just we 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 have anal all day, but we plan it ahead. So like we won't eat or whatever you said. I forget how you said it. Absolutely. And I was like, I would recommend. Okay, look, guys and girls, whoever you are, if you're gonna do anal, you got to plan. And if you don't douche, you're not doing it right because if. You have to You're douche your butt. Of course you do. Of course you do. I don't douche, but I, I well, listen. First of all, are I you, don't. Do you do? Do you anal? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I'm not doing anal anymore with guys that aren't my boyfriend. I only did it once, and Joey was like, "He'll never take you to dinner again," and he never took me to dinner again. So I haven't done it since. But I'm into some butt stuff, you know. But like, I'm like, if I think I might hook up, I'm obsessive about. Cleaning out my butthole. You gotta douche. Obsessive. Yeah. You gotta do it. Yep. But I don't douche. You have to douche. I clean it. Absolutely. I what get are you in gonna there. do? Wipe a napkin? I get in there. How? I scrub in there deep. You don't scrub. I do. How? You're gonna scrub. I exfoliate okay. the inside of my asshole. Oh, you're gonna exfoliate the outside of your shit that's sitting right there is what's going uh-uh. on. I make sure. I keep doing it until I can smell my finger and it smells Kate. like the soap. <laughs> Unacceptable unacceptable no it's not but i also listen but also like i i um just buy a freaking enema at the cvs i have a ball for that but i use it on my ears <laughs> <laughs> whatever hole fits i guess but i don't like you guys have to do it okay Kate, it's unacceptable well I, I i drink the um calming powder that makes you shit like the i drink the stuff they give you for a colonoscopy no, all the time not enough my shithole is so clean aiden look it, it can come out but there's residue you got to get it all out you, but that's absolutely... if you're getting fucked in the butt i'm talking about a little finger action i don't care what it is there's if no there's poop. anything going in guys there. say mine tastes like skittles uh, well, that that's straight guy's low standards right there. No, it isn't. Kate. I, fine. We're going back to your... Okay. okay. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very opinionated about this, okay? I love you so very much. Very opinionated. Okay, well then tell the, the... Fine. Then you know what? Tell for the girls. So you have to get an enema ball and you got to fucking... What, what's the process? Do Aiden? it until you see clear water and you get no absolutely no smell whatsoever and then that's it. It, take, it might take you like 30 minutes, but you have to do it. 30 minutes? Yeah, 30 minutes. To an hour. What's the difference between that and scrubbing in there till you don't smell it on because your fingers? You're, uh, because it might be just out of reach, and you just gotta you gotta okay, clean the fine. whole area out. Fair enough. Yeah, great. I'm well, making all your male listeners like turn off. By no, the way. because the male listeners are like, yeah, wish bitches did this. You know they what I mean, it. right, guys? Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway. <laughs> So anyway, so that's so I love Michael and Aiden, and whenever we go on our car trips, this is the shit that we talk about, um, literally, <laughs> and literally. <laughs> and then basically, I just I hadn't seen you in a while because as comedy goes, he's busy, I'm busy, I'm on the road, whatever. And then I see a post on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere, and it was basically like, "Hey guys, uh, I haven't been posting much lately because I've been dealing with something." 
with uh, Michael had stage four. Can- what do you have? Yeah, cancer? he had cancer. He had stage four uh, lung cancer. And you that found metastasized. out. Yeah. And how long? But you- and he pa- ended up passing away, which is what you posted. But yeah. I had no clue. And it was crazy because it, when I read it, I just started crying. I mean, he was such a fucking just awesome, amazing, sweet guy. And I just can't imagine. Like, I I wanted to, like, fly home and see you. And, like, I just figured you must be. I was like, how is he even functioning? Like, how long between when you found out and when he passed away? I found out in March. In March. And it's only August now. And, yeah. then, and then I wait. found out. He just passed away a month ago? How long ago has it been? Wait, uh, he found out, wait, early March, we found out. He, he had lymph nodes that got big. Um, and so we took him to the hospital. And then they found that it was positive for cancer. And then we, for like three months, like, were trying to do whatever. But it just developed so quickly. And at the end of May, he passed. Did they tell you when he first went in and they found the cancer, did they know that it was going to be untreatable or that it was going to be? This is what happened. The medical, the medical, I'm so angry at the medical uh, system because we went in and then they were like, okay, well, uh, he has, uh, he might have cancer. We think it's malignant, but we're not sure. So we'll get you scheduled with this. Doc, it's a surgeon who's going to remove the lymph node for further investigation. You wait another week and a half or two, and then you go to the surgeon. And then they go, oh, do you have an oncologist you're working with? No? Okay, then we better bounce you back to the oncologist before we move forward with the surgery. So we go back to the oncologist. And the oncologist goes, oh, well, we better bounce you back two weeks later to do the surgeon. And he's deteriorating. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Yeah, it's like bounce. It's like, and they do shit like this. Like it was those two months, March, April, May were like uh, like unspeakably. I mean, it was just like, just everything kept getting worse. Yeah. It was like, you go, you go to the emergency room and then they go, okay, we found the medication combination that works for him. He can get on oxycodone and uh, Norco. So they for send pain. you home. Right. Because he's in so much pain. So much pain. They send you home with these prescriptions. And first of all, Norco oxycodone, because of the opioid crisis, they're not available everywhere. So I go to the first CVS and they're like, oh, we've used up all our allotted and uh, all our allotted amount that we can give out for this. So we can't give you any. Um, and we can't. See if we have any until you take these handwritten prescriptions uh, in person to each pharmacy. So you end up going to six or seven different pharmacies. And then when you get to the seventh, and by the way, the medication, like if you're released from the emergency room, you have like maybe an eight hour window before you need your next medication. So you finally find a pharmacy. Couldn't they fill the prescription at the hospital pharmacy? No. Why not? Because some of them don't. And that's why I recommend if you get sick in L.A., you have to go to the USC County Hospital because I went to Huntington Hospital, which is beautiful and awesome, but they don't have their own pharmacy. Most hospitals don't have their own pharmacy. Oh. And so we were fucked. And, so, and we didn't know any of this. You don't uh-uh. think about this. No. So then you go, you finally get to a seventh CVS and they run insurance and then they go, sorry, your insurance isn't accepted. We can file a claim 
Um, but that'll take four to five days. But these pills here are twelve hundred bucks. Holy fuck. So then what do you do? If you don't have any money, you're fucked. So I put it on credit card. Of course. Of course. And get it. It was like that. Like for... How much money did you end up spending? I ended up $15,000 in debt. And personal. Like I'm going to help you do a Kickstarter. Pay uh, we already did it. You did it? Yeah, we did it. And, okay, and that's good. fine. I'm, I'm almost out because okay, um, I'm crazy. <laughs> so um, we got like five grand from uh, GoFundMe, which is great. Right? Yeah. And then... Right afterwards, I do political consulting where I organ- help organize people for, you know. Yeah. It, that's the quickest way for me to make money. And so I organize people to get signatures for stuff. And I went up to Seattle and it made like 10 grand. So it was like, great. Awesome. I'm almost done. Out. So great. But it was like. It makes me so mad. It was so bad. It, it was makes so me bad. so fucking <clears throat> mad because my mom has lupus and it's it's. Obviously, she's alive, okay, and she's getting treatment. But even for my mom, it's like so many of the drugs that they try, because lupus is incurable, but there's all kinds of experimental stuff. But it's like, even if something is working, but it's not technically approved yet, it's still experimental. She can't get it covered. And it's just, there's times that you're like, this person's in pain. They could get treatment, except here, there's all these fucking hoops that you have to jump through and bullshit. And by the time she gets it, it's it's too late. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't been able to leave the house in a week or she's, I mean, sometimes it flares up and goes back down with lupus. So she's fortunate. But like for those flares, it's just, it's, it's, it makes me, the whole medical you know what's the thing worst? makes me really upset. So say we're lovers, Kate. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's imagine but so you're in the hospital. I'm cleaning my colon out <laughs> daily. I'm, yeah. I'm never allowed to eat. That's um, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm the bottom. Only I did that. Okay. Oh, oh, Michael, okay. Did, Michael okay. never did it. But, Perfect. Okay. So say we're in the hospital yeah. and you are out and you are like, I need pain meds. You're in so much pain. We call the nurse. The nurse comes and goes, oh, we've given you the allotted amount of They can't pain. give you more because they we, think you're an addict so or something. So we need to call the doctor. That takes an hour to sit there with the, your partner holding his hand oh. while he's crying in pain for an hour waiting for this freaking I and it just kept getting worse. And I also, just couldn't believe how bad it was getting. Like it was like conversations like, "Hey, so the doctor says you have a 5% chance of survival. Would you like to continue to try to fight this or do you want to go into comfort care where we just keep you comfortable until you die like it was like those kinds of conversations Holy shit shitty it was i'm so sorry bullshit. i'm so sorry it was but i was so mad anyway i'm yeah. so sorry that 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 fuck it i mean obviously there's nothing you can say no. it's and what it's, are you gonna do i mean do, so and and like for the people listening this is kind of a sad topic but also everybody's been through a loss yeah even, I mean, I said to you when we were talking, I said, I have never lost a lover, but I went through a divorce, which I'm not saying it's the same, but I said, I know for me that when I first got my divorce, uh, part of the way my ex handled it, which was on a therapist recommendation, which is totally fine, is for some length of time, he just cut me off, which was hard because when we first split up, we would still kind of, we were together so long, we'd still kind of talk, I'd still call him when I was upset. Yeah. And at some point he was like, I need to, I need a cold break to yeah. get through this. And when he cut me off, that's when I was really like, oh, fuck. It was like losing someone that I'd gotten so used to talking to every day. Yeah. And I said to you, I can't imagine what it would be like because I know how hard that was for me and what I was doing to get through it and how much I was partying and just – and then – 
you know, you and I, what was amazing is that you started making jokes and you said, I've been writing about it and talking about it on stage. And I was like, God, that's fucking incredible that you're already turning it into material, but it's probably therapeutic. He came to me. Okay. I know this sounds crazy. What? But he came, I, I believe he, he showed up in my dreams like three days in. And I, I believe three days into after three he died? days after he passed. Oh wow! He showed up, and I, I like to think that he was actually there. I like to think that because he said what he would. I know him, and he said what he would say. What he said was, you know, this was this was gnarly. He gave and he gave me a hug in the in the dream, and then he said and he held my hand and he was like, "Hey, baby, guess what? You know, um, no matter what you do." No matter how much you cry, I can't come back and do this for you in real life. And then I woke up and I rolled over and he wasn't there. And I'm like, you know what? He's fucking right. Like, no matter how I handle this, there's nothing. I can cry all day. I can I can do whatever. whatever. He's never going to come back. And that's not going to change. So basically, True. I feel like he, he was very much about like, okay, Whatever, move along. He Let's was, go. Yeah, he you was know? so supportive too. He was all so he not about want, schmaltz. No, all he would have wanted for you is to make this into material and make this funny and like, oh, yeah. God. Just it's, like go. Like he he would have been like, look, you can't do this. And he was like, how was right well, how was he at the end? Like, was he? Did he come to peace with it? Was he scared? Like, yeah. what, how was it? You know what was great was um, we had several times where we thought it was the last hurrah. Mm. And so we had about four or five different times where we had like an hour block where we were like, okay, well, let's tell each other everything that we want to say, you know? And um, it was so moving, like uh, how much uh, he loved me all the way to the end. Like, I remember, uh, you know, I ended up spending my birthday in the hospital. It was like, you know, April 5th is my birthday. And then April 8th, um, he went loopy uh, because he was on too many medications. And You were like, share. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so he got up and in that loopy state, like the, the nurse was like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Do you know what today is? And he goes, you know, it's his birthday. And... I'm so sorry that you spent your birthday in the hospital. I wish that you didn't have to. And next year, I'm going to give you two birthdays, you know? And I'm like, you know, even in a state where he's like in so much pain and like. In he so cared about you first. Aw. I'm going to cry. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to cry because I was like, I thought I handled it all. You know what I mean? Of course, you couldn't have handled it all yet. It's so new still. Well, and I it's okay. And it's okay because, I mean, it's like you're a person and he loved you. And but You know Tuesday, right? Tuesday T Thomas? Tuesday Thomas, yeah. So Tuesday Thomas was in the hospital. She was really helpful during this whole she, process. She's a, a female comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And she... Uh, uh, oh, and she helped me redecorate my apartment afterwards and then she was like hey you know like just so you know like in, in one of my last conversations with michael when we were alone he knew he was gonna go and he said you know aiden's no good at this like no good at redecorating please make sure that he gets his apartment decent please make sure that shut up oh <laughs> and i was like 
but you know what? You know what? It's so stupid. Okay. No, it's not yeah. stupid. I mean, I mean, it's so stupid that I'm getting emotional about it all over again. It's not stupid. You know. <laughs> it's only yeah. been it's only been three. Not yeah. even. What is that? Three months? I can't do yeah. math. <laughs> I'm a yeah. blonde. It's fine. Um, no, but yeah. you know what I was gonna say is, the thing is, some people go their whole life and they never have a love like you had, and that's what I think. Even when I think back on like my ex and like we shouldn't still be married, but I think how lucky I am that I had that kind of a love in my life. And you, like what you guys had, people look for their whole lives. And so it's like, it sucks that it ended, but like now it's it's almost like you have this platform where you, if I were you, I would start a, I would start a podcast. I'm not kidding. I would start a podcast about starting over and dealing with losing someone because so many people lose a lover, a son, a daughter, whatever it is before they're ready. And what's amazing about you is like that night that we were texting when I was in, I was texting him in, I think it was Minneapolis. I forget where I was, but I was telling him about some crazy shit that I pulled and this guy that like said he was going to get a restraining order against me. And we were laughing and I was sending him videos and he was like, oh my God, this is way more interesting than talking about me being a widow. And we were laughing and joking. And I was just thinking how amazing it was that you were able to be so open and honest, but already be like laughing and making jokes about it. And just, it's so inspirational because you could wallow. Dude, I've gone through breakups and you've seen it where I fucking wallow in my apartment for weeks and just get high and smoke weed and get drunk and don't want to leave the house and I lose I feel like I would probably my career would be two years further along if I hadn't spent so many months of my life grieving over dumb shit that wasn't even important <laughs> you have something real to grieve about and you're like I'm still going to come to your podcast I almost didn't ask you because I was like there's no way he's ready to talk about it on a podcast and you were like <laughs> sorry I'm snotting because I was crying you're like yeah, I'm down to talk about it. I'm already talking about it on stage. Well, you know what? It's like it's like this. I think I think a couple of things that really help is uh I think when I feel sad, uh I lean into it instead of backing away. So like if I feel bad, I'm not going to fight the fight it. I'm going to pull out my Michael and I had a secret Instagram, you know. And so I we had, a, yeah, we have like, we took photos of everywhere we went, you know, and I used, and I travel a lot and we yeah. went everywhere together. Yeah. And so I just pull out that and I just let myself have it for like an hour, you know? That's great and then advice. It just gets it out. It just I, gets I it do out. the same thing. I used to fight being sad. I used to fight crying. I used to try to put on music to make me happier. And I found the same thing. If you just let yourself have that hour, give yourself a certain amount of time. For I've even done it before where I go, I'm going to let myself be sad today. Yeah. I'm going to take one day and shut down. But tomorrow I'm going to get up and be done with that. Ugly cry. Just yep. fucking, yeah. It works. It works. Yeah, it really helps. That's great advice. And I listen works. to sad music. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. There's a show called Falsetto Land where... This this guy's lover dies of AIDS. It's a musical. Um, Sounds and so really I listen to it upbeat. and I'm like, and I yeah. But like you do that and also like, like Michael said, like I could sit at home all day and be sad, but nothing's gonna change about the fact. So I like make myself do do stuff. I'm like I never say no to any social outing. Yeah. Like I don't blame you. I like I'm like okay. Get out. Get out of the house. I never say no. You got to get out. Because yeah. I, I don't think it just kind of happened. I think it's like you have to nudge, nudge yourself to be 
And it makes me feel better. Like talking to you makes me feel better. Seeing well, you makes yeah. me feel better. It's like know? people say happiness is a choice. And in some ways I believe that. Like I started doing something because I was depressed a little while back <laughs> where I started writing down just each morning five things that I'm grateful for. I started doing it in like a, a journal app on yeah. my phone. And there's mornings I would forget, whatever. But most mornings I was doing it. And uh, it's interesting because if you do start your day and you look for the things to be grateful for instead of even if you're depressed it helps yeah. like even if i'm sad about something i can go but i have xyz yeah like i was talking on my last podcast about being just a little depressed i've been so busy that i can't find time to see a lot of my friends and then like yesterday i mean this is so small but like Joey Diaz tweeted something really sweet at me. And then Dom Herrera called me last night at two o'clock in the morning and was just telling me how much he loves me and stuff. And it was like, it's almost like the universe knows when you need a pick me up yeah. and it will give it to you, but you have to be open to going, oh, instead of being sad, how yeah. great is it that these two amazing people love me so much and were there? And it's like, you have to choose yeah. positive. Right. This is a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But I'm fucking up a lot too. I'm doing a lot. I'm I'm I'm, I'm fucking up. A lot. I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm I mean, fucking up a lot. I mean. So. Well, let's. Yeah, I'm hooking up with too many boys. I'm partying. Now too let's much. talk about that. Too, okay. Too, so is this date failed? Let's right? talk about so, that. Fuck. So okay. So then when I did text him, how are you doing? He was like, Oh, I'm a hot mess. I'm fucking too many boys. I need to stop. And I was like, Well, that's not bad as long as you're being safe. And maybe it's you know that's your way of coping. But so now it's only been a few months. Yeah. I'm like, okay, look. The, okay, so this is what happened, Kate. Okay. This is what happened. Okay. Okay. So. Michael died, and I was yeah. like, okay, so what I'm going to do now, Michael, and I, I talked to him. I talked to him. Good. Uh, what I got to do now, Michael, is find a way that I can be satisfied without you here, like after he came to me in the dream. Yes. All right, so you were my best friend. You're no longer here. I got to deepen my friendships with the friends that I already have. Correct. Great. We were, uh, we had, um, you know, you were, you, you helped me, like, organize everything you were my plan or whatever i gotta find a way to fill all these holes that are left in my life yeah and i'm going to be active about it but and i, and I you know for like for a good month i was like okay whatever and then afterwards i was like you know what i, I the thing that I, I i was having a hard time with was uh sex of course i was like fuck it because i'm like i'm fucking you know i'm korean i'm gay and you know what i mean it's just a word like fiery <laughs> And so I'm like, I, I didn't know I the can't. Korean thing was part of that. I yelled at him. I yelled at him in the car. I was like, you fucking left me here with all this goddamn debt. You left me. You left me here. You're, you're dead now. And, you know, you left the escaping hole in my life. You motherfucker. And now I don't have sex. You better find me a fucking nice guy to have fucking sex with. Because... That it's going to be, like, kind of, I mean, I don't want you, but, like, somebody, like, like at least decent. You better help me find this motherfucker. Oh, yeah, because you would always say that Michael was the guy that was so sweet to you and treated you like, he was, like, Prince Charming, but he would actually, like, be dirty and choke horrible. you. He was, like, he horrible. He was awful. He's the perfect guy. He was the perfect guy. He was sweet and treated you like garbage in bed. That's what I want so but bad. And like, this ah. guy showed up. Shut up. Where? Okay, so, okay, so, so. <laughs> I love that you I fight was... with Michael, by the way, after he's gone. You're like still fighting. Oh, my God. The medium. Oh, I have to tell you about the medium. Oh, oh my shit. God. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't okay. know. Okay. Wait, wait. Remind me Finish about the medium the story later. First. Okay. So then uh, I, I, I went online and I found this guy who wanted to meet me. And I was like, I don't know if I should meet him. And I was driving. 
I'm gonna sound crazy to your all your listeners and to you. So I, I'm, I'm already crazy. All right, good. I'm, I think so I'm we've driving. established that. <laughs> so, so I'm driving, and I was like, Michael, I don't know. I might not meet this guy. I, I'm gonna cancel. And then the GPS comes on, and I swear to God, it says, "Continue straight." And I'm like, "Oh, whatever. That's bullshit." I'm like, "Oh, that's that that's like woo woo, but that's bullshit." And then again, it says continue straight and then i'm like whatever michael and then again third time continue straight i was like all right cool so i meet this guy really nice guy who's awful in bed no and way. i'm like oh fuck oh fuck so i've been talking to this guy wait did you and, hook up um, with him first night yeah of course that's what gay people do oh <laughs> i didn't know Fuck, of course. We have sex first. I have sex first. That's because I'm like, look, listen. <laughs> if we don't have sexual chemistry, you're gone. Like, I don't need... I know, I don't true. need to date you. I have enough but friends. But what if he thinks you're a whore? And he won't even the you. Even better. <laughs> okay. Even fucking better. Okay, right, right. Great. Yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry that you, you straight people have to deal with this whole dating thing and you don't want them to think you're a whore or whatever. I want them to think I'm a whore. What? It's fucking great. Why? Because it's hot. <laughs> okay. Fuck, whatever. Okay, anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, so, so, okay, so, so this guy. You found one. Are you still talking to this guy? Yeah. Is this the guy that you were going to go on the trip with? You told me I'm thinking of going on a trip, oh, but shit. it's too I don't soon. know how much. I don't. I don't. You don't know. want to say too much about him. Okay, I, that's fine. Yeah. So I don't think he's he's a. Uh, you don't think he listens to Date Fails, the podcast <laughs> about which uh, you're the first gay guy that's ever come on. I th- really think I think so. I've been wanting to have a gay guy on forever, and then it just worked out perfectly that I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen Aiden in so long. I want to catch up with him. Plus, he has this amazing story. Like I just knew <laughs> and this his would boyfriend be died. Bring him on. Well, that was the amazing story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that it's an amazing story. I'm not like exploiting yeah. you for that, but the, I mean, like, I actually did want to see you since it happened too. Yeah. So it just it worked out. But like, everybody should text me for advice because I just give dating advice. I should to have everybody. you as an occasional co-host, and we should take calls because oh, you do absolutely. give really good advice. I give. I would love that. Excellent advice. He does, especially to me. Never ever have I led one of my girls and guys down the wrong path. I'm like, sure. I to- and then if they don't listen to me, I'm like, I told you. It's well, yeah, which we all love. I told you. <laughs> um, you know what? We're yeah. almost out of time, oh, but you okay. know what I do want? Yeah. So before we run out of time, why don't you tell me quickly what happened with the medium? Shit. Okay, the medium. Okay, so when your friend, when, when you're, when someone dies in Los Angeles, people just buy you a session with a medium here in Los Angeles. That's just what they do. I got really? three different, pa- three psychic? different, yes. Shut up. I've never gotten that. I've had friends die. Well, I mean, your boy. Your, okay, you know, well, that's like, a little oh my different. God, yeah, you know. okay, fine. So I was talking to a medium and I'm at like um, a hotel lobby, you know, and I'm and I'm on this phone with the medium. You do it over the phone? You do it over the phone. Not even a crystal ball? I mean, you just give him your name or whatever. And you sit and I was there with my They're friend. They're probably just Googling you and reading shit. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> I don't, you know, that that's very possible. I could be a medium. But I lost my shit because the medium was like... <laughs> He says he loves you very much, but he wonders if you really loved him because you had a lot of drama in your relationship. And without the drama, 
is it real love? Or something, some shit like that. And I was at the hotel lobby and I lost it. I was like, you fucking motherfucker. Did you fucking ask me that fucking question? Because let me tell you right now, after all I did for you the last three fucking months, you get to sit on your goddamn cloud after you die. You get to fucking make calls like that. You fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, you asshole. And like everybody at the hotel lobby is like, Zhoop. And then my friend's like, are you sure you want to talk to your dead boyfriend like that? I'm like, just because you're dead doesn't make you right, you dick. You leave me here with all this debt. You leave me here with no dick. You leave me here, uh, you know, totally alone. And you get to sit up there and wonder if I fucking love you, go fuck yourself. And then the medium said, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I lost it. You yeah, know? I mean, no, this I, was like, I This was like three weeks ago. Yeah, in. no, I've been there. And then the medium was like, um... Well, first of all, that's not what he meant. <laughs> and then he goes, and secondly, um, he says he can't go fuck himself because fucking is a human privilege. And then, and then I knew that sounds so like that sounds Mike. That's Michael. That's fucking wow. Michael. And I was like, oh, wow, you dick. Maybe your phone medium was real. But my friend said she wasn't because she, if she knew who she was talking to, me. She would have known not to say that. Like, like you want me to say that to who? No, you have to find your own way of communicating to yeah. Aiden. Because I'm not fucking saying that to that guy. You're if fucking she knew crazy. You. Yeah. So Wow. Aiden. Not crazy. I just I just I'm so I'm so bummed that we're running out of time. Because <laughs> there's like I could talk to you forever. We'll do it again. I'm going to have you back on. Woo-woo. Um, before we go, first of all, where can the people find you? Aiden Park Show. A-I-D-A-N Park Show. Yes. Send me your questions. DM me your questions. I literally answer questions all day. Oh, my God. My arm wiggled. Oh, stop um, it. Don't talk uh, about arm waddle. DM me your questions. I answer questions via story. Well, and also, I'll have you come over and we'll do another episode where we do a Q&A. That would be really oh, yeah, fun. that would be fun. And, um, and then there's one question I ask everyone on here, which you have to answer, which is like your worst date fail ever or worst sex story or just something that went horribly wrong with Kate. some guy. Kate. Tell one. Are you serious? Do you not have any? Yes, I do. Okay, go. Okay, because I ended up... Okay, so <laughs> I've been yell. making some bad choices. <laughs> Don't yell. Don't yell into the mic. My poor producer is oh, going to be deaf. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've been yelling the whole time. Are you okay? No, she's fine. Tell the story. She's fine. Okay, so I ended up with this guy who actually about a month and a half and he was like, you can talk. You don't have to whisper. He was like, he was like, you know what, Aiden? Like I, I told him, I was like, I'm sleeping with these guys and it's not great and I'm like not happy. And he goes like, why don't, why don't we try to hook up? And then it'll be safer or something like that. And so I do. And I end up in a four-way situation. This just recently happened. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I missed oh. the beginning. I was distracted. Wait. You met a guy. You just I've known him for years. Oh, and you're saying I need, <coughs> I, I've been hooking up with all these. What did you say to him? I'm confused. I told him. I was like, I said, I have been making some poor choices. Sometimes, you know, I hook up with too many guys. And so oh. I'm like, I've been hooking up with too many guys. I don't think I'm making the right choices. And then he was like, well, maybe you should hook up with people you know because it's, 
you know, maybe nicer and safer that way. And so I said, <laughs> okay. I love that like his an answer, idiot. like you're like, I've been hooking up with too many guys. It's such a guy's way of getting in your pants. And he's like, you know the answer. You should hook up with me. Is it? Like, it's totally- is, that the, is that what guys do? Um, Are you kidding? Like if I said to one of my guy friends, like I've been hooking up with all the wrong guys. I just don't know what to do. He'd be like, why don't you fuck me? Of course. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, because I didn't know that. And he was straight for most of his life. Until recently. I doubt So I that. guess he's using the, <laughs> well, I guess he's using that tactic. He's straight. using straight guy tactic. I didn't know this. Okay. And I ended up hooking up with him. I ended up in a four-way situation. How did that happen? <sighs> we don't have time. Okay. All right. Fine. So, Can you give the basics? How do you end up with four people? Give the basics. Uh, Is there a Cliff Notes version you uh, can tell? He takes me to a bathhouse. Oh, that that makes sense then. That's, and that's then, all we really need to know. Yeah. He takes you to a bathhouse, yeah. and you and end then up- we end up in some uh, guy, some other guy's house where we're in a four way, and we're switching partners. And my guy falls asleep. It's like four a.m., and he is going at this other guy, and I let him because I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't want to be impolite and disrupt their fun. But it goes on for like two hours. So then afterwards, I was like, hey, listen, like, can we leave? Because I'm just sitting here because this guy fell asleep. And he goes. Your guy fell asleep? No. Yeah. When we when we switched. Right. During? Yeah. During? It was like 4, it was like 4 a.m. But were you fucking when he fell asleep? No, we were just like laying. Oh, okay. Yeah. He so was he was tired. having a lot more fun with his partner than I was. So then I was like, hey, can we go? And he goes like, oh, are you getting all fucking jealous now? Like, are you getting like needy? And I was like, Whoa. I've never seen anything like that where people just like take off their mask and they just become like a completely mean. Yeah. So mean. And then when we get home, he was like, huh, you are acting real needy there, Aiden. The fuck? And I was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, was I? He was like, yeah, and you were rude to that other guy. And I was like, I was? And then like, gaslighting kind of this is the part of threesomes they don't tell you about which is at some point in the threesome if it goes on too long someone gets bored yeah like the the only time i ever well i had two threesomes but one of them (laughs) it was like so amazing for a while it was great but then at one point i was like okay you know it's been a couple hours i came many times I kind of just want to get on Twitter now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just kind of checked out, but they were still going. And you're like, at what point is it rude to, yeah. like, kind of sneak out of the room or be texting? Like, you don't want to be texting. I te- stuck there, Kate. Oh, my God. You know what I did? I sat in the corner on my phone kind of texting. And every once in a while, I'd be like, ooh, that's <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. Well, that's a pretty good date fail. Um, that's, a fa- that's a fail. That's a real fail. And then I felt bad, you know, because I, I think Michael would have been disappointed. Why? Well, because I that was a fail. Well, you know what? I, I was making poor choices. I'm not perfect. Whatever. You're medicating right now through through fucking guys, but you know, you seem to be doing pretty well. I'm for all the right. Most I'm part. doing okay. You're doing okay. I'm so coming too. I'm go- I'm getting better about it. For I'm gonna sure. keep having you on. So I love we can you. Get updates. I'm still holding this Kleenex. You made me cry. You're the first person to make me cry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, listen. This has been date fails. This was a very heartwarming episode until the <laughs> end where we got into the <laughs> the orgy. <laughs> story only gay guys date fails and then so then i fucked four dudes in one night yeah. like that i never hear that when i have on anybody really any straight girls no huh. or straight guys they wish huh they wish they could be like my night ended in a four-way fuck fest like that's uh. every guy's dream um so guys please follow aiden park <laughs> and uh what else i am let's see this comes out next week i'm coming to laugh 
Boston at the end of August. Also, check out my Patreon, patreon.com backslash Funny because I've been posting stand-up comedy clips. So if you can't make it to a show and you want to see like a 15-minute clip, I'm putting them up there. Sometimes I put bombing jokes, which is actually really fun. Like when you do a new joke and it doesn't work, I'm like, you guys can have this. <laughs> so check that out and um, make sure, I want to plug something you're doing, but so what are you doing besides, you're doing comedy still, right? Yeah, Stand-up all the time? August 21st, uh, Rainbow Pop, The Laugh Factory. Oh, okay. So check out Aiden at the Laugh Factory. And you guys, I love you. This has been Date Fails. Send me your questions to datefailspod at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you soon. Woo woo. Bye. Bye.